Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Panic button fully pushed. Sam, you like my my panic button sound? Uh, Not really. (laughs) Listen, it was better than my first idea. My first idea was gunshots. (laughs) Um. Besides being the worst person to ever give special effects to, um, I, I know I'm not the cheeriest Net fan, right? I I know when they're saying, oh, they're hitting the panic button. I know they're talking about people like me, right? Yep. I, look, we're on a what game losing streak right now? Uh, six, could be seven tonight with, uh, with Spider Mitchell returning for Utah. Yeah, I hope he doesn't hear all those uh, all the people saying he shouldn't play in the All Star game, um, and come in the game angry because it don't look good for us, yo. (laughs) Let me ask you a question: When you heard we were getting James Harden, did you ever think this was the kind of team that could ever go on a seven game losing streak? Uh, no, I actually, <clears throat> I went back and listened to a bit of our pod after the Harden trade. Cause me and you were, me and you liked that the team was half new nets, like the KD Kyrie and half the old mm-hmm. team and wanted us to use picks and whatnot to kind of, uh, to just like, you know, solidify the roster. And for a while I just expected, and I think you did also that we were going to take the L for, uh, not loving the trade. And now. You know, I still, I, I still do believe in this team, but I know I, I never. To answer your for your question, I never thought they'd be on a six, possibly seven. Who knows if it spirals to eight or nine game losing streak with, uh, with, with the big three on the roster. Signing Harden is is was such a polar. I mean, the doing a trade for Harden was such a polarizing thing. I remember my conversations with Bam. Like, I, I can't wait to get him back on the pod again. Um, um, he's still a member of Pod Thorn, Thorn, an equal member. Me, Bam is always going to be my guy, regardless. Um, um, and it's, oh, I said that like there was a problem. There's not a problem. He just, he, <laughs> just, he just doesn't, he just doesn't think he he'd be the most fun to listen to right now. Even though I think I, I, from our group chat, saying I'm I'm probably the most down, right? Yeah, I think I think you're the most down. I think Bam has actually been pretty. Uh, pretty even keel he i mean he's he's definitely negative but i i mean i think i'm i'm probably been the most volatile i think we're either like totally fine or i'm like ready to jump off uh, uh a bridge just so people know i mean like when i did my solo pod two nights ago i was up to i had so much adrenaline after that king's game that i did the solo pod and then was in the spaces for a little bit and i went to bed at like 3 a.m like i was i i was just losing it uh Listen, sometimes you got to exercise those demons. If if you want to get on the mic, you know, you, you, yep. you're more than welcome. I, I really didn't want to talk about the team. My wife was like, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but my wife was like, um, I think you spit in God's eye when you go to bed angry because that damn team lost. And, and she's right. <laughs> you know, things are going pretty good for us. We've got a pretty happy family that I think we should be uh, – uh, feel very, very grateful and, you know, thank whatever heavenly powers <laughs> that made that possible that, yeah. uh, could, just to know that we're lucky because it, it's, it's hard times for a lot of people. And, but at the same time, it's like, I, I just felt, I just felt like when we signed Harden, 
it was because we understood something about the team. Uh, like when 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 Marks did the trade, I thought he knew something that I didn't because even though I'm the only Nets fan that's willing to to criticize Sean Marks, um, because I, and I also kind of just want that energy to 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 get back to him because he 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 can't stop working after he signed the three superstars. Like you just can't go yep. to sleep at the wheel because that's how you'll fail. Um, but when he signed Harden, I thought he understood something more about the team. And me and Bam used to argue so much about Jared Allen because I thought. He would be the premier. He he would never be like Carl Anthony Towns or or Embiid or Jokic. He's not that type of player. He's basically the way you really want your center. Like when you have a center that's like Embiid, you almost want Embiid. You almost wish Embiid could do less. Yep. Losing him and Dinwiddie being injured so that we couldn't have added him to the trade. Um was franchise changing. It was franchise changing because now we had to put a bunch of loose fitting pieces when we had the perfect piece at at the 5. Not that the 5 is so important of a position in today's basketball. It's just that we had the perfect piece for this particular team and now he's in Cleveland and and I think he's going to be an all-star. Um but that that was my key problem with the trade was that that I always understood that whatever we were going to get from Harden was going to be about winning the chip. And if he ever felt like the chip wasn't going to be there, then he would want to leave. Um, Now that we're here, Sam, where do you put Harden in the tears of blame? (laughs) Where... No, it's, I mean, it's a really good question, honestly. It's, and it's something that I think Nets fans have tried to grapple with over the last, um, over the last couple of weeks, if not months. I think that, you know, based off of my Twitter presence, you would think that he would be, if there was a, if there was a number higher than one, you would think that that's, that, that's where I would rank him. But, you know, I think, I think that unequivocally, like Kyrie has to be one. Um, and I think Harden is, I think I think Harden is two, and I think after that it's kind of a it's kind of a wash. Like I think that this I think this season boils down to, and you know I, I said this on the on um, on my solo pod a couple of days ago, but you know when Nets fans were freaking out, and a lot of them not not the people like us who have noticed that there's something wrong with this team for months, but the Nets fans who really came out of the shed, almost like the uh, almost like the, uh, the, the the people who had never voted in politics but then came out for Trump because they. Uh, they, they they finally heard someone who was speaking their language. Like, like the Nets fans for some reason really woke up after that Kings game. And my like general thesis was just like, you know, like what have you like what have you guys been watching for this entire year? Like this is a team that has had like horrendous losses and even horrendous wins. Like this is mm-hmm. a team. This is a team that in Kyrie's first game back with Kyrie and KD barely beat the Pacers G League team. This is a team that lost to the Trailblazers with uh with Kyrie and KD. This is a team that had a 20-point lead on the on the Clippers G League team and lost. This is a team that played uh, a Spurs G League team and lost. Like and and then played a Spurs G League team and won. Like th- like and barely won. Like this team has been completely up and down and it's been an absolute mess since since training camp and for everybody and I'm and 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 Nets fans, Nets fans who are listening, if you think I'm subtweeting you, I, honestly I am, and I'm not going to say names. But the people who consistently called out people like me and Eve and Bam and anyone else um, for saying that this Kyrie thing, like for for saying that we're overreacting about this Kyrie thing being a distraction, like you are now living in it. This the this issue of Kyrie not being vaccinated and him not playing has been war by attrition it is it's one of the silliest it's one of the silliest takes ever that to say that like 19 grown-ass men took a shot sacrificed didn't want to take the shot you know how we know they didn't we know they didn't want to take the shot because I took the shot 
April or March or something. I, I was trying to take the shot as quickly as possible. They all agreed to take a shot on a on a on a day in August, right before the season. They took the shot specifically to play the season. So now you mean to tell me 19 people in a locker room, including, you know, two-way guys, guys who didn't make the team, and and guys who are in Long Island, all took a vaccine, and the one guy who didn't came back into the locker room triumphantly, and everyone expected for that to be, okay, no problem. Like, <laughs> it's all good. No, That's exactly, no, no. you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't realize these are human beings? These aren't characters on, on, on 2K? And, and, and you know, like, so just so, so just taking it a step further, because I'm going to uh, talk about Kyrie and then relate it to, to, to Harden, because you can't really talk about one without the other right now. Like, the... I've given this analogy. I'm going to give it an, an abridged version right now. If you think that having a guy... Uh, I'm going to like related to working in, a, in an office, which most people who are in this, uh, who, who listen to this podcast probably are going or used to go to one or do go to one, whatever it is. If you have someone that comes in two days a week and when they come in, they have a, like, they might be geniuses, but they have a lot of hot takes and they kind of disrupt the flow, maybe even for in a good way or a bad way. But then three days, but then, but then three other days during the week, you're working on a model and and then and then you have no momentum because the guy who had the idea of how to make said model isn't there. If you don't think that's going to be distracting, you're out of your mind. And, and it's just it, there's 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 no other way um, around it. And it's clear that um, it's caused it not only has it um, not only has it led to a chemistry issue in terms of on the court, like just guys being in and out of the lineup. I think it's led to guys getting overly tired and having like and and playing guys who shouldn't have been playing as much i think patty mills being almost 33 years old or over 33 years old and playing is playing more minutes than he ever has is insane um and so you and, and so you combine all that with the fact that like look it's also exhausting to be asked questions about it it's exhausting to like look what what does everyone say whether you're in a relationship or at work there's nothing worse than uncertainty and right now this team is a jumble of an uncertainty there's that you just have no freaking idea and so to yeah, relate but there's that, plenty of certainty too like we know certain things like we know we're a much now we know that Kevin Durant is for sure the MVP because we were a much better. He was hiding a lot of flaws, and oh, actually, yeah. I think Everything. I almost feel like the team is more settled now because under Kevin, when Kevin was healthy, we still didn't play Kessler yet. We still didn't realize certain players couldn't play, and so that's one thing we know for a certainty. And we know for a certainty that that um. Uh, James Harden is not happy. I, 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 I know that someone would say, no, that's not true, but he took 11 shots the last game. I doubt you could tell me of a time that 11 shots could have been taken. And uh, <laughs> I, I cannot believe, uh, you know, that, that, it, it could have been gone any other way. <laughs> I, I, like I'm almost, I'm at a loss for words. Like I, I came into that sentence knowing exactly what I wanted to say, but it's just weird. It's, it's this, it's this thing. Like we're trying to find a middle ground to something that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And like, I, no, sorry, go ahead. No, you keep going. No, <laughs> That's, that was, I was, and so I was just going to say like, look, I have been, I staunchly believe, and I, I I don't think there's much of an argument to a certain extent. And I think you do agree with me. You just don't want to put in as much. Uh, you don't want to give as much weight as probably I have, and I've conceded. I think you're right in that. Like I think Harden objectively came into camp out of shape. I think that to blame it solely on the hamstring, which some Harden stands who have like Harden in their Twitter profiles have done, is insane. Mm-hmm. The, the injury happened in June. The le- the season basically started in October. That's four months later. Like he's had time. It's like also just because you have a hamstring injury doesn't mean you actually have to be like legitimately heavier. He looks heavier than he has. There's a reason why his burst isn't the same. There's a reason why his 
numbers at the rim aren't the same, all, like all those things. All, but, all, but, all true, all true. But as a member of Fat Life, yep. uh, Fat Life <laughs> is a gang that was the starting uh, lineman at the University of Temple. I didn't go there, but my high school uh, left tackle and best friend, um, uh, Drew, uh, went there. And I'm an inducted member of Fat Life. I would like to let you know that James was felt <laughs> for for a, a you know in in a after a while rather he he did get into some shape give him give him credit i i i i i have no, seen he, some some differences no and to concede to what you and 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 you've been making this point forever and i think it's been totally um I think it's been uh, totally underappreciated, and I think it's a thousand percent true. Which is that, as much as we can be disappointed in Harden having like a, 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 for his standards one of his worst seasons, the dude has been there every single day. And to be honest, whether you think it's a, a mentally weak like mindset that he has, which I don't totally subscribe to, although I kind of could mentally like, weak. No, no, I know what I was going to say is he. Ex- ex- like, no, but explain, explain. Even if, even though it's not, it's probably not your thought, right? But explain to me the concept of that Harden has displayed that he's been mentally weak. I think I think there are some people who be, who like what, what what I've heard is I think there are some people who are basically like, look, dude, it sucks that KD's been hurt, it sucks that Kyrie's been been out, but you're a superstar, and part of being a superstar and having that quote unquote like Mamba mentality is showing up every single day in the best shape you can and playing no matter who the guys are around you. And to a certain extent, I do believe in that. But I will say this, and you know, before we we uh, we spoke about this. Uh, I mean, before we started this podcast, me and you were talking about like a similar uh, analogy with like with your son being in a Trey being in a class and like being in a group project. And it's like if Trey is there showing up every single day for a group project that objectively needs two people in order to work and he's there and his classmate is only there two out of five days during the week and the teacher is spending most of her energy, the teacher in this analogy being basically us, the fans, spending time just getting mad at Trey. Trey has every right to be like, honestly, to a certain extent, this is bullshit. Why am I getting graded on the same rubric as everyone else in my class, as any everyone else in my in class? In the group. In the, yeah, who, who, who has all their members showing up every day. Why am I getting graded the way mm-hmm. – the same way that, you know uh, – uh, uh, Giannis is getting graded when when uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are showing up every day. When I'm here and I'm alone, like this is bullshit. And 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 I do and I think that is right. And I think that w- whether you want to say that like Harden should be in two things can be true. He should be in better shape and he should be playing better. But at the same time, like this is also not what he signed up with. I was talking with my friend of mine today. Who I want to give a shout out to Jared, who's a massive Bulls fan. And he was saying, and I think this is a, a really great point. He was like, do you think Harden ever thought that by going to a team with Kyrie and KD, where his last, where his year last year, he was on an MVP trajectory, that his reputation would get significantly worse by playing with those guys? And it's right. true. Like, right. He's, he's literally get like his, what people think of him and his legacy is getting demolished in large part because of context. And can I, and can I tell you something else? Yep. When he goes, the difference in what the Nets are, when you're replacing James Harden with Bruce Brown on a nightly basis, you'll remember why this dude was, was critical to, to, to what was going on. Like, I know we're going to get a trade package from him if, if and when he goes, and I think we should let – I think the Nets should do a lot of things. Um because I, I don't think you could I don't think you could know these things. I don't think you can have had this experience because the Kyrie experience is not about this COVID thing. Like if Sam, answer tell me tell me this. If this anti vax stance that Kyrie has taken, and that is his stance, regardless of whatever ridiculous, stupid comments that he kind of throws out there and, and and we all absorb it like it was normal a normal conversation he said i'm not anti-vax right yep. it, that alone would have gotten me if i was if i was james harden <laughs> like like the fuck you mean you're not anti-vax like <laughs> yep. 
you like how stupid how stupid can that sound like people people in the people in the spaces yesterday were and like i thought it was crazy were like afraid to call Kyrie anti-vax and i was just like dude like what like what is he then like so it's it's the vaccine that he's not taking right he does to be anti-vax means that you believe that it doesn't help you at all and that it could potentially hurt you if that's my understanding of of why he would go this anyway this is this is the point that i make whenever we try to make sense of or even try to like argue against a Kyrie point his points are so ridiculous that it makes you sound stupid yep. arguing it like i'm sitting here arguing against a dude who won't take a vaccine say that he's not anti-vax it's like it's, it's it, look we've been making this comparison for five months it's like having it's like when oh. me and you would, would be on twitter and get into uh political spats with uh with Trump supporters, you end up seeming like a moron because all the points are so ridiculous that it's just right. like, like I just dumb myself down basically. Right. Like if I have to argue with you about Hillary Clinton drinking blood and by the way, by the way, you could stick your head in the sand and pretend like this is not true and, or, or do, do worse and pretend like I made this up. But some of the things that Kyrie's surrounding family basically clicks like on is some of the most bizarre, the <laughs> Democrats drink blood type shit that you've ever seen. Yep. So it's not that far off. It's it's not like Kyrie is a fruit of a of a of a completely different tree or something. This is all in that sphere of of thought and 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 thinking. It that part doesn't even matter. It's the disingenuousness. And it's the, it's the, this is more important than this thing. And that's the thing that James Harden can't get with. He doesn't understand, like James Harden, if you listen to what he's saying, it's so simple. I don't understand this concept of, of we're not, what do you mean basketball is not the most important thing? Imagine if James Harden was on our team when Kyrie said, he's not coming back to play in the bubble. The Lakers got a free championship. The Heat weren't even that good. Like, like if we had James Harden, now that I think of it, maybe we would have been better that year. But still, we, we were giving teams runs for their money, and that was just carousing them. This is, nope. this is not the beginning of, of it. If, like I said, if there was never a flat earth, if there was never... Uh, uh, Steve Nash is not really the coach. We are all the coach on this team. Like I'm the coach. KD's the coach. Like if if those things didn't exist, it's like people people take this this anti-vax situation and they 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 argue it like this isn't a dude that said he told people about flat Earth so that they would do their own research. Oh, word, Kyrie, where do you do your research? Instagram, I, <laughs> Samuel. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you're right. Like it's crazy. If if I made that up, I would be the foulest dude on earth because that's a nasty thing to put on someone's the the saying of, of something like that. But and this was on a. You could try to say the media tries to paint Kyrie this way and that way, but that particular thing and the flat earth thing and all of that, that was with a fellow basketball player, a guy that champions NBA players. Uh, J.J. Redick is not a is is not Kendrick Perkins. J.J. Redick is a guy that will hide for players the bullshit that he knows, and he was. And if you listen to that podcast, Sam. He was trying to get Kyrie to like, no, sh- don't, don't go this way. I'm, I'm tossing you <laughs> a, a bone now. And, and Kyrie went full. Yeah. I, I'll be researching on Instagram. So I, I, have a, <laughs> I got a question for you because I think you, 
I think you've been on the money about Kyrie and like I think you've done I think you've been like the best armchair psychologist of uh, or psychiatrist of no, Kyrie. I don't. You know what? I don't. I don't. I, I'll say. I, I'll say. I'll, I'll get out of the way quickly with this one, but I I need to say this. This is this is dad shit. Like I'm not making psychologists um, uh, uh, type of analyst analysis because that is a, a a you know I respect that I know you're being you know you're you're you're, you're only being um, um, metaphorical but it's important that the audience knows that I don't think of myself as being able to psychologically read Kyrie I'm looking at it like a dad. Young men come to my house all to all the time trying to date my daughters. I have to listen to their bullshit too. <laughs> and and I have nephews that tell me the most bizarre things. I've shared this with the with the with the podcast audience. This is not I none of this shit that Kyrie's talking is shit that I haven't heard before. I I know this I know this person. I know this this young black man. I'm not saying that he's a stereotype, but I know this dude. And part of it is they're full of shit and they're lazy and they feel like going to work. And I'm not saying that that's Kyrie, but I wouldn't blame James Harden if he looked at it that way. You, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, no. My, I wanted to pivot and ask you because 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 of basically everything you just said. What was your takeaway then? Because I because it does relate to the Nets, but it also relates to Kyrie generally. What we can expect going forward from him. What was your takeaway from the Joe Varden article that just came out, which like kind of made the rounds? I feel like it almost came out at a time where so much shit was already coming out about the Nets that it actually went under the radar a bit in Nets circles. So I think like. See, I really appreciate the Joe Varden thing because there's toxic Jason Whitlock shit out there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, J- Jason Whitlock is a coon. Okay? He understands. He didn't used to talk like this, by the way, um, Samuel. He found a niche while being in bra- broadcasting or while being fired, trying to figure out how to recreate his career. What he's doing is is despicable. Mm-hmm. And he's a despicable human being. Okay? Now, what what you, when people try to judge Kyrie, it's so hard to do. Right? Because even the Varden article, he dances around the fact that Kyrie believes in ridiculous things. He lets it affect his teammates and his teams. It, that's proven across teams now. And he wanted to be kind and fair to Kyrie. Like you, I could see in every way that he wrote. And the most telling and chilling part of this whole thing was he ended the article with just the words, help. Help, yep. <laughs> Yeah, right. and we should, and we should. By the way, I should have prefaced this. This is my fault. The article, generally, for those who don't know, was at um, was on the was was on the athletic, and I think I would say that the underlying um, I would say the underlying theme of it was just Kyrie's lack of trust in people. But sorry, go back ahead. Is it is it lack in tr- lack of trust or, I mean, I remember the day that, like, uh, LeBron James was blindsided with him asking for a trade. And I was like, I was on fully on Team Kyrie, not yep. because he wasn't on my team. I just was looking at the concept of having to play with LeBron, yep, having to deal with with that dude, and and having to take the brunt of everything that goes wrong. LeBron is Captain America. If you're on a team with Captain America and you're the you're the Incredible Hulk, everything, every building that gets knocked down is going to be the Incredible Hulk's fault. Yep. It's, it's so, so, you know, playing with that guy, playing with LeBron, I could see why he wanted to leave. But I, but that was the first time I started getting a window into it. It wasn't until Kyrie stepped outside of LeBron's shadow that you started finding all these things about him. And it's, it's not even like it's bad things. It's just weird, disruptive things. He's not a bad kid. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know that's how I feel. Also, that's why, like, look, I mean, me and you said this on a gazillion different podcasts, like 
I think that I think this idea that if you criticize someone, it means you don't like them. I, the amount of people I mean, I should mention, like I had people because I criticized Kyrie and Harden this week who legitimately like threatened me, which I'm sure Eve, you've probably been dealing with with Knicks fans forever. So I'm sure it's not anything new. But I, like it was just, it's just hilarious that like like I love having Kyrie and Harden on my team. I'm just frustrated with them because of different basketball things. And so it's it's um, uh, and. and 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 I guess I'm now getting the first real taste of the fact that like you just have so many fans, like su- such a larger percentage of fans that I even realized are just. But not- I commiserate with them though, Sam, because at the same time, while while he's basically been the disruptive force that's basically took apart this team, and his lack of his lack of dedication to his core craft and believing that his core craft is the most important thing. It it has disrupted to the team the team to the point that we're losing. At the same time, he's playing the best ball on as of everybody on the team. That's that's the weird shit of having to deal with Kyrie. Yeah. He's playing great. No, and like and so and so my thing, um uh uh I like and so my thing generally is like, you know, I, I I just, like all I want is the best for this team, and I think that Nets fans are really getting a taste of the fact that there are a lot of people on the on the team and a lot of fans of the team that aren't Nets fans. They're Ky- they are Kyrie fans. When Kyrie leaves the team or when Harden leaves the team, like we will never hear from those people again because their logo is going to change and there's you know there are their their Twitter avatar isn't going to be Kyrie in a Nets uniform. It's going to be Kyrie in a whatever team uniform, and so. And I think that's something that that that, uh, that we're definitely seeing a lot. Um, but you know, like, I, I mean, yeah, look, look, I, I found the Kyrie. I read the Kyrie article, and I don't know, I don't know about you. I was just kind of bummed out. I was just like, this is clearly like a dude that has a lot of stuff going on psychologically. He had a, a, a humongous tragedy happen to him at a, at a young age that, like, words can't describe what that probably did to him, and and is still doing to him now. Um, but, but you know, like th- with with all that being said, I also don't subscribe to the whole thing of like which some people really, some Nets fans really subscribe to, which is like, well, he's had some bad surgeries in the past, so I understand why he ha- why he has trepidation with taking the vaccine. Like, no, 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 that's like that's 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 bullshit. There's a difference between getting a second opinion about wanting to get a knee surgery done and taking a vaccine that's been um, accredited as life-saving by every single legitimate source in the world like and and not only life-saving for yourself but also can save others if you take it yourself so right and i and forget about that like let's even say none of that is true right i'm not judging Kyrie based off of this vaccine mandate i'm judging Kyrie based off of like everything that he's done since he was here he didn't let the nets team look at his shoulder I'm like I'm, yep. I'm all I'm yeah. That up. was a great tip. That was a really interesting tip of that article. <laughs> right, like, but I I knew that. I, I'm I was surprised at how many people didn't know that. Like, or I did not know that. It or just didn't make a big deal out of it. But there also was the story that came out where he would refuse. He refused to wear the um uh the the um uh yeah kind of like, yeah like the the exactly the 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 tracking tools for. His physical, like, why? Yeah, you it's, told me that early before anybody, like, before that was really reported that he was like, yeah. And, and there was, remember, there was that thing where he wouldn't wear a hat in like the team photo in China. This there was, was another thing. This was in week one. Yeah. <laughs> All this stuff was. This was in one week, right before and heading to China or something like that. Like, look, you you gotta love the way he's playing and. Because he can play that way, you got to still hold out hope that when Kevin Durant comes, none of this matters, comes back, none of this matters. My challenge to that is this is not the way championship winning teams operate. Yep. Championship winning teams don't go on seven game losing streaks. They just don't. Nope. You, if, if. Paul George is out there with a team. They're not going seven games on a seven-game losing streak. Or at least I, I've never seen it. 
I don't. I can't. I can't even see the Lakers go on a seven game look, losing streak. They they look horrible. Um, you you can't have Kevin Durant. You can't have Kyrie Irving and James Harden on the floor and 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 lose seven games. Um, however, it it just goes to show how much how bad the roster was one and two how the chemistry between Kyrie and Harden is not working out well. Harden was a negative three the other night. Kyrie was a plus what uh plus seven or, or something like that. I'll, I'll look it up while we talk. Yeah. It might be even harder. I mean, it might be uh, even harder. It might be even higher. Sorry. Like, it, yeah, it, it was something, it was something, um, uh, uh, large, but dude, I, I just can't see how a team that's going to win a championship is going to shrug off all of this bullshit and win a championship. Like, I'm, I'm praying for it. I'm hoping for it. It's what I want. I just don't believe. Like, like, where so, are you at in, in championship? So, all right. So, that's, all right so, that, so, I think this is perfect. So I, I like the way we're, we're, we're pivoting here. So, if, if you're – if you all right, so Eve, you're you're in a, you're in Brooklyn right now. You stop over into it uh, into Industry City and you sit down with Sean Marks and you're just like, and Sean is like Eve, like we're you know we're uh, we're thinking of getting some uh, advice from fans and whatnot. I, I have three or four questions for you, and and, and you gotta ha- you gotta handle them one by one. One, I I really don't know what's gonna happen with Joe Harris. Would you consider trading him? Two. Uh, like, do you want us to trade Claxton? Three, which which rookies would you trade, if any, and who, like who are on the table? What do you want for them? And four, what other moves would you want to use? Uh, whether that involves like the trade exceptions involving or involving Bruce Brown and whatnot. Like, because th- those are, I think are like the four main main topics, basically. All right, I'm I'll answer it all those questions in two in two sentences. One. I do nothing trade deadline. This this team there's there's no formulation of this team where you go out and trade and you get someone back like Christian Wood. They don't have the assets, they don't have a first round pick. None of the none of the players are, are that good. So there's there's I don't see anything out there for them to get that if they sit tight that they can't get at the trade exception. Um, um, at the cutoff for the at the cutoff for the, uh, the, cut, for the uh, 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 cut down deadline, so I, I they're just gonna have to sit down and see who gets cut, and when the buyout deadline hits, they're just gonna have, that's that's the only way that they can get this team better. They don't have, none of these listen, none of our players made the all rookie, <laughs> the NBA all rookie sophomore game, none like we're. No one knows how good our players. We know how Kessler, how good Kessler Edwards is, but if you go out to like a national conversation about basketball, like Kessler Edwards is not in that conversation. And so, there's Nets don't have the the assets. Even if I wanted to do the trades, like Claxton is not seen as like some blue chip, um, you know, asset. He's not. He's not what. If this team is going to correct itself, it's going to correct itself internally, and it's going to pick up some some really good p- pieces at at the uh, you know at the buyout deadline. Like, so I kind of agree. I, like, I think that they're I think that if they're willing to spend more money and use the trade exception, I think there are things that there are players who are trying to cut salary or whatever who who they could go after for sure like so let's talk about it so like so for example i think so going off the first question that i asked you i'm actually i'm semi surprised that more most net fans are really scared about trading joe harris if he's not going to be back this year like i feel like this is the chance to win a title the dude has a really terrible ankle injury people were thinking not that not like the smartest of fans but people wanted to trade him last year like like 
the June, the, the June might not provide a single thing. It's literally $20 million of salary in a, in a salary cap league that legitimately might be a zero. To me, like, if you're trying to win a title, you basically can't have that. Like, Yeah, I'm not trading Joe. And the reason why I'm not trading Joe is not that... I, I, like, almost everything that you said is good logic. Like, I could agree with that, but when... When I, I with that with those thoughts in mind, I get to the end of the table and I say it is just way too valuable for this particular team to have a three point champion on it. Replacing him and finding another three point threat, not even making the shots. I'm just talking about guy standing on the wing. Do I have to go guard him? I think he's so like that asset is so important that. Unless you're getting something back incredible, I, I I can't trade Joe. I can't trade Joe Harris. But do you I, think? But are you basically basing that off of the fact that you think he's that mu- that's that important going forward? Because like, what if that? Because what the issue is that they said that he's getting reevaluated in one to two weeks. What happens if in one to two weeks it actually comes out that he does need a second surgery and he's done for the year? No, I I think that I think that potentially could be the case. I'm and I'm and I'm making you, this call. I'm making this call knowing that. Okay, gotcha. Like, because I, because uh, I, I do like those are all the things that you have to think think of. All of that is sound logic, one hundred percent. But what you're weighing all, like if you add, if you tally all that up, and let's say it, it equals sixty seven as a as a random number, right? Then having even having it next year, having a three point champion on a team that has Kevin Durant um, on the floor. I think it's just so valuable that you would have to you would have to punt this season or figure out a way to win without Joe. I, I like I, that's that's just where I'm at with it. That's my reasoning I guess on why is, I would say no. This is what gets me. This is what gets me nervous. One of the OG front office slash Pod Thorn discussions was was what do we do about about uh, about Dinwiddie when once the injury happened and. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, the Dinwiddie situation was a bit different because he was a free agent. Joe is, and he's under contract for I think two more years after this one. So I get, I get that. Like I'm prefacing that, but you know, there was always that rumor out there that the Warriors kind of wanted Dinwiddie and were willing to do Ubre for Dinwiddie. Like right. Ubre would have helped in the playoffs last year. Like he would have been a guy that would have helped. Do I think that they were going to win the title if Kyrie and Harden were out for the whole playoffs, even if they got through the Bucks? Like. Probably not. I think the Suns and, and or the Hawks probably would have beaten them, even if, if Ubre is your second best player. But like, I just, I just, I just like, I, I don't know, man. Like at, at a certain point, like I love Joe Harris as much as the next guy, but I think this team has to make. I think this team has to make moves for winning now, especially if like, look, I think you're of the camp that that also wants to try to convince. Harden to stay. I mean, you might think he's already gone, but if if Harden yeah, is, gone, I, I do think he's already gone. But I think they, I think they can convince him to stay. And you I know, think you convince him to stay by winning. It, it, exactly. It's he just Harden. It's not just the players. It's not just that he came here to play with those players. All all he's all it's like the position or the assistance to Harden being great. That Harden, James Harden misses the most is a GM that understood what he needed around him to win or to, or to be good. I, if I'm James Harden and I'm just looking at it through the tunnel vision of James Harden's experience on the Brooklyn Nets, I don't 100% trust Sean Marks' ability to get players. Like, Sean Marks whiffed a lot this summer. He, if I'm, like... James Harden isn't judging Sean Marks in the prism of in a, in in the prism of that Nets fans look at him as oh this is the guy that that brought us back from dead no that's and, a great point and built us up from James Harden perspective he's like yo does Sean Marks know what he's doing because he brought in Javon Carter Millsap like why am I starting games with a with with a kid named Kessler. Where did they get this kid from? From Pepperdine? Is that a real school? Whereas, whereas the school, whereas the team that he's thinking of going to 
like, sure, you have the Ben Simmons situation, but Daryl Morey's made, traded Josh Richardson for Seth Curry, which is one of, like, the biggest highway robberies. You got, <laughs> exactly. You got, you got, you got Maxi over there. You got Thibault over there. You got, like, uh, a, like a, 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 they got that guy, um, what's his name? The three-point shooter, Niang, who's been amazing for them. Like, yeah. yeah, no, and, and it's, and he may not know of any of that, but he does know when he was, when he was in, in, Houston, that every year some new good, really good toy came in, a better players than what we're looking at right now on the Nets. So, so you, everything is perspective. Everything is how you perceive it. From James Harden's stance right now, he don't really look at Sean Marks like as a guy who could finish off a championship team. He might as well go back to Maury, who he knows will at least find some other pieces if they trade away stuff. Is that a crazy thought, Sam? No, I don't think so. It is at all. So I, I want to ask you though, because I because you you touched on it. So where are you at right now with uh, with Claxton? It's the same. What he can return is not worth more than what he really is to us too. Like if let's say there was some combination of stuff that Claxton could turn into Jeremy Grant, then you do it every day. If you could turn Claxton into Jeremy Grant, then you do that. But if you're turning Claxton into... If you're turning Claxton into Serge Ibaka, let's say. Serge Ibaka, who you know is going to be injured, who you know can't jump anymore, is really just a set-shot shooter... Who you know? Who knows how to win? Who's a, like you get a Baca on a buyout? You don't trade a kid who who could potentially be somebody if he gets all his problems are self inflicted. If you could get his mind right, and I obviously he cares and 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 shows respect to Amari Stoudemire. He wore his jersey to the Suns game. Um. Uh, you know, in homage of his mentor. So let let Amari finish the job, is what I say. I don't think you can, his value is so low right now, you can't get something back in return that guarantees you a championship or, or, or really makes you that much better. So, I, so, I, so, so, so did I make you faint? No, 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 I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so basically, no, so basically you think that, like, I guess my thing is like Claxton. I, it's so funny because I'm never this guy, but I feel like I, I feel like I'm just at the point where the best thing for all situations here, like no matter from whatever, no matter what angle you are, you're at coming from. Mm-hmm. The best situation is for this team to go out there and put their best foot forward in terms of in terms of winning a championship this year. Because the truth is, is that if they get to the finals and lose or win, no. whatever. No, no, no. Wait, 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 Sam. I want you to... So, tell me this. If you could get... Because I don't want to get past the Claxton point. I want, you to, I want you to kind of resolve it for me for where you yeah. stand after hearing me say this. If you could get Claxton... If you could put package Claxton and other stuff to get, let's say, Christian Wood, right? Then I say, you do that deal every day all day no matter what my question to you sam is so we could close this claxton conversation out can you combine um nick claxton and get back christian wood no like no i don't think so yeah and like and and but but i guess my thing is my thing is like i would trade claxton in a deal that guy who I thought was somewhat of an upgrade and was on a contract where I'm not paying, where I don't have to worry about them leaving in free agency or whatever, because like a, I guess going back to what what I originally was going to say was basically that, you know, this, this team is, has to win, not just because, not, not just because winning a championship is obviously the be all end all, but I also think it's, it helps the team moving forward in terms of whatever direction it wants to go. And because the truth is that when you win a title, all the assets on your team get inflated. So like, even if they win a title and Harden wants to leave, which 
I think is unlikely. I think if they win a title, Harden probably stays. But if they win a title and Harden wants to leave, I would assume that the way that Harden I would assume that the way that they want a title is because Harden played well. And if Harden plays well, then even if he's like, no, what I want to do Philly, this Nets thing was like a, a roller coaster that happened to end in a, in a W. Like, then you could at least hold Daryl Morey over a barrel and be like, trading for an NBA champion who may or may not have been the NBA Finals MVP. Like, like we're getting from you Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Picks, Maxi, or who, like whatever it is. Like, if you like, if if you win the title, I assume that guys like. I assume that some role players stepped up and I assume that it makes them a more attractive place for buyout guys to come to the worst case scenario to me is this team not doing anything and basically, or, or semi remaining pad and hoping for health and basically like losing in the first or second round. And then Harden wants to leave and they're just seen as pure dysfunction. And then you're not even like last year, we were the number one place to get uh, buyout guys. This summer, we were right up there with Golden State as like the number one or two place, maybe with the Lakers, to get like mm-hmm. buyouts. Like, I think if this team doesn't get out of the first round, coupled with the Harden, like, like Harden cloud, coupled with the Kyrie vaccination shit, like, I think the team is going to look like who the fuck would want to touch this place? Like, <laughs> Like, which is insane because because six months or eight months earlier, we're seen as we were like, the, the, the best destination. The best destination where players were rehabilitating, or even like two years ago, where we were the place where people were rehabilitating their careers, like Damari Carroll and like whoever, like Trevor Booker or whoever it was. But like, n- n- like now, I think it's it's look. Zach Lowe said on the podcast yesterday, and Zach is not like an insider insider per se, but he is a. He does obviously talk with people around the league and is as respected as anyone. Lowe said yesterday before the Joe Harris news broke that he heard there was a chance he wasn't coming back this season. It ended up being true. And he said that everything he's heard of – and Zach also lives in Brooklyn, I believe. that mm-hmm. He does. Everything he, that everything that he's heard is that the chemistry stuff within Brooklyn is not good right now. And look, like Patty Mills chose the Nets. Patty Mills is a free agent after this year. Imagine they lose Patty Mills for like, and 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 he's just gone. Like he's been like the the fourth most important player on the team this year. Sam, I got like all kinds of meetings right now. <laughs> all right, good. I think we. Uh, I think we. Uh, I think we hit on everything. Yo, I I really want to respond to that, but that was really good, my dude. Anything yeah. else before we close? No, no, no. And uh, everyone follow Podthorn, follow me at Samuel Latchow, follow uh, BAM's uh, Twitter at Pass First. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be giving out a lot of stuff. We all three of us kind of needed breathers from this shit show of a season. But we're we're we'll, we'll use the all star break to get rebooted also. Let's do it. Podthorn. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.